It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's me. You should know who I am because you're listening to my bloody podcast. But I'm here with Jeremiah Washington, <laughs> who uh, we got introduced, uh, what, a month ago now? Yeah, about a month or two ago, honestly, yeah. at this point, yeah. Yeah, I recently recorded an episode for his podcast, Bloody Cool. We'll make sure we get you some links to that. I've had a, we had a great conversation. We, this is essentially part two from the other side. We're going to be focusing on uh, my man Jay here and speaking to his mission in the world, what he and the crew are doing, and how it can inspire and motivate you to live a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. So without further ado, please, sir, introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, thanks so much, Dan, for having me, man. I, I always love coming on to shows. It's a nice switch up from, you know, interviewing people. <laughs> and we had, we had a great conversation. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I like you said, I'm, I'm Jeremiah. Most people call me Jay. Um, if you look up our podcast, The Success Bug, you'll see, you'll see with Jay Washington. But yeah, I started The Success Bug almost two years ago now, which is kind of crazy with uh, one of my best friends, Marcus Cook. And we met to get, we met at, Bloomberg, where we started working together out of school. And mm -hmm. we kind of bonded over this idea of entrepreneurship. And we both knew that we wanted to start something. At some point, we didn't know what it would be. But that's one of the main reasons we became friends, mm -hmm. we ended up leaving the company around the same time. And it opened up this unique opportunity to really start something together that we might not ever get again. So we took full advantage of it. We just didn't really know what, what it would be. Like, we just were like, we have to do something like this is when are we ever going to get this opportunity again? So we literally thought to ourselves, what is the easiest thing that we could do? And we both kind of fell and landed on a blog, even though we didn't know anything about <laughs> blogging whatsoever in over our heads, which I would argue most people are when they start something, but we were completely in over our heads. We thought, oh, how hard could it be? Like, we'll work at it. We'll get it done. And it, it, it'll be a good thing. And then the main whole idea that we had behind it, though, when we started was that we wanted to make entrepreneurship achievable. How we were going to do that, we weren't exactly sure yet, as you can see by the fact that we got no traffic for like six, seven months, just throwing darts at the wall, trying to figure mm -hmm. out what really worked. And that's one of the hardest things about trying to start something, whatever it is, whether it's a, a blog or a, um, a blog or, or a business, just that those growing pains of actually figuring it out and being willing to stick through that. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the saving graces of, of this website because both Marcus and I have that quality. Like we had this naivete that it was somehow going to work itself out, even mm -hmm. though 75% of the people would have quit in month three. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we spending this that money? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, yeah, there's no way it would last long, you know, like in, yeah, a lot of people get discouraged after mm. like, you know, month three. And we didn't do that. We just mm. were like, all right, let's try something else. Let's try something else. Let's try something else. And we really had nothing to lose. That was why we continue to just course correct and see what worked. And then eventually, like almost a year, I'll say, into starting the website, we kind of hit our stride with 
posting about net worth, which is one of the main things that we do now, which is really just blogging about the net worth of famous celebrities, entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And we kind of parlayed that into our overarching theme of the website, which is to inspire people to really escape the nine to, f- nine to five, one episode at a time, mm-hmm. which is also kind of ironic because uh, <laughs> I have a nine to five and so does Marcus, but mm-hmm. we we're not that's I think that's one of the the good things about it too though it's that we're not saying that it's a bad thing to have a nine to five mm-hmm. we're more trying to shed light on the fact that it is important to understand that that's not your only option and we're mm-hmm. kind of showing that by doing this on the side and learning from entrepreneurs on the podcast and you know fast forward to I guess 15 months later we're seeing about 80,000 hopefully on pace for 90,000 plus people visiting the website this month so it's, mm-hmm. it's been an awesome ride mm. um, first and foremost congratulations thank Secondly, you thank you for sticking with it because stickability is uh, I find so I actually did a tweet yesterday it's like do you want it to be easy or do you want it to work <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. And I think in my personal experience, even from the coaching perspective, yeah. the people that don't make it are the ones that just looking for the quick fix and not looking for any, any work, work. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to, I'm going to watch one of those manifestation YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> one of many. <laughs> right. One of many. Yeah. And I love that you're, um, and this is the thing I want to speak to, which is the, the whole job shaming culture, which I think is oh, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Jo- job shaming is is terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there's one side of entrepreneurship where it's like, you know, it is cool to invest your entire life into one thing. And that's what you should do in your own way. Mm-hmm. But you can't really just ignore the fact that there are financial obligations that people have and they need to pay their bills and and pay for water to eat. So there's nothing wrong with having a job. It's, it's honestly a good thing and you can gain a lot from Mm -hmm. working in the corporate world or even just having a part-time job to pay your Mm -hmm. bills. Mm -hmm. But I think people think that the only way they can start something is if they dedicate all of their time, but you don't even dedicate your entire schedule to your job now. So it's like, how are you, so like, you going to say that? I must give my all. I must give my blood. Ah. Yeah, like you act like you don't take a, a hour and five minute break from lunch every single day, dreading yeah. going back to the office, not saying mm-hmm. that's me, just, you know, yeah. an example. But it, it, and it's like there is time to do mm-hmm. something you know we have weekends and not you don't spend every day of your weekend relaxing we, there there's time to push things forward no matter how small or how slow it might happen so there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with having a job and i think that's that should be you know a blueprint for a lot of people is try to start something while you have a job mm-hmm. and watch it grow continue to work at it you know gain skills in the world and understand how business works and then mm-hmm. hopefully you can translate it to something that you're actually working on right mm. I, for me it comes down to this whole thing of being in a conducive space to create yeah yeah right and if there is no income to speak of <laughs> on the horizon stress levels are probably going to be higher yeah. Right. Without a doubt. The creative juices probably aren't going to be cooking. You know, you're going to be dealing with that fight or flight survival thing, which right. is probably not the most effective place from which to create and to bring your gifts to the world. So, yeah, I love that you're you're encouraging people to look to that balance between, you know, having that income coming in, whether it's a part time job, 
whether it's a more engaged side hustle mm-hmm. whilst you're building out your your thing, whether it's a business, no matter what it is. So, right. Yeah, I right. Like mm. and, and I would say, too, to that point is that it doesn't need to be anything flashy. Like, yeah, I think that was like the that's also another thing, too. It's that everybody thinks it has to be some huge, gigantic idea that's going to make the millions of dollars. But I think that there is this idea that all of the people who start businesses are like the most notable people, mm-hmm. but there are so many entrepreneurs <laughs> just like don't know about that are millionaires. There's exactly. millionaires everywhere. Like, and they're just not famous, you know, maybe they don't yeah. want to be famous, I, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a good thing. And mm-hmm. I think that everybody thinks that the only way that you're, you know, an entrepreneur or you're a millionaire is if you're famous and they think, and that adds another veil of like mysticism mm-hmm. to trying to start a business. But I think that was also one of the most interesting things for me when we started on this journey was that we met so many entrepreneurs and we would just, you know, pick their brains and they'd be like, yeah, all of us, not all of a sudden, but they would be like, and I'll, at this point we started making a million dollars this year or million dollars that year. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you think that like the only millionaires are notable people, quote mm-hmm. unquote, but there are so many people doing things that aren't the flashiest, but make them tons of money. Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand that like, it doesn't have to be, you mm. know, Facebook or Google or Amazon, like just mm-hmm. start, start like a dog walking business or something like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be crazy. And, you mm. know, it, it's, it doesn't have to seem like it's, uh, you know, the hardest thing in the world. And I think that is really the whole idea we have behind like the podcasts and, mm-hmm. you know, studying the stories of mm. successful people hopefully breaking it down so it doesn't seem as unattainable. Mm, I love that. It's opening up the possibility to people by removing the the fear-laden glare and mysticism. Of, yeah. Oh, he did this and he yeah. sold his soul to the devil. And that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Versus, right. no, he, he just put into work for a little bit, uh, believed in himself and uh, emotionally was able to handle what was going on and therefore he was right. able to create or she was able to create. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe I can do that. It's just a yeah, exactly. different playing field. Different playing exactly, field. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that's that's definitely the, the, the main idea of it is breaking that down hopefully we do that in, in a great way I, I, I hope that's what people think we do but um that's the whole idea when you know i think a lot of podcasts that you listen to today i'm not saying that mine is i, I try not to compare ourselves mm-hmm. to anybody else and just kind of stick on the goal but i would say that when i do seldomly you know take a look at other podcasts in the space a lot of them focus on things like strategy and how exactly they built this fortune 500 company and there's tons of value in that mm-hmm. but i think that leaves people alone on this island and those people are the people who aren't even at that step yet like there are a mm-hmm. bunch of people who don't even know what the first step is or even how to think mm-hmm. like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. let alone figure out how to get series a funding and series b funding like when they hear that all of a sudden they're just like nope run, yeah. run in the other direction mm-hmm. i don't know what that means mm-hmm. so i think what we do well i hope we do well is that when we have entrepreneurs in the podcast we try not to focus so much on the strategy that goes into building a business it is valuable but what's also valuable is just the mindset that they had how exactly they the story that made it happen the Mm -hmm. story alone makes it less 
uh, mystic and less mm-hmm. less daunting. Scary. Daunting. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's still a very you know impressive story, and they mm-hmm. did all these crazy things, just hearing it happen doesn't make it seem like a folktale anymore. Like you mm-hmm. hear how they did it, and it's like okay, that's that's really hard, but the way they explained it was like, yeah, I'm just like anybody else. I just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are common themes that come out from all of mm-hmm. these stories. And I hope that is what people get out of the episodes is that there are a lot of common themes between all these people and they're not all the same. They're all wildly different. Like they're mm-hmm. wildly different people in wildly different spaces. And this is, I mean, the, one of the things I teach money DNA, like it, it really feels to me. So one of the things I, 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 I'm really a proponent for smashing down is this whole cookie, cookie cutter approach. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is Elon Musk's morning regime. If you copy yeah, this, you're yeah. going to be the richest man in the world. Yeah. My like, God. That's, that. No, that's how he, he, <laughs> his his route like what's yours and I love that that you speaking to the stories and allowing people to find themselves in those stories and to inspire them to create their own story actually probably going to be more effective for people developing that right sense of being that's going to lead to whether it's a project that they want to do or uh, some kind of even a non-profit that they want to build out or a a gift that they want to share a business that they want to start whatever it is Right. Just inspiring them to write their own story rather than trying to pirate someone else's. Yes. And and that's the funny thing too, is that's exactly what we tried to do when we first started the website. <laughs> was that, was that was, we were like, what do people want to hear? Oh, they want to hear how Elon Musk gets up in the morning. So we would literally try to write about things like that. And not only, and I'm really not even lying right now, not only did it feel like disingenuous, but it just felt like it wasn't helpful. Like I was, I finished it and I was like, would I want to read this? Like, would I, like, would, I, would I really get a lot out of this? Like I read it and I was like, do I really care how Elon Musk gets up in the morning? Like we don't have the same circadian rhythms. Like we don't, we the, don't and sleep. The, and the thing is, if we look at us as humans, nobody gets up every morning and does the same thing oh yeah every day yeah. Yeah. even someone with the, the craziest ocd mm-hmm. is not going to get up every single day doing exactly the same thing yeah every single day and i know you know to your point about you know people that are off the radar i was what's happening with one of my mentors this morning i don't know how much money he has got but i know that he sold half of one of his companies for 800 million four years ago and i know he's got <sighs> Just bank statements I've seen this year for like one of his oil business, two of his, yeah. oil, his oil businesses, one of 300 and something, 90 million something euros just chilling in it that he uses to, for oil trades. And another one's got 200 mil. So I know he's he's out Successful. there. Successful, yeah. If I give you his name, you won't be able to find him on. He hasn't, he hasn't got his oh, yeah. account. He's not yeah. on Facebook. And that's <laughs> literally 800, 800 yeah, we're talking about. That I, that I know of, right? Yeah, and that you know project, of. That I know of. And... He doesn't have like some morning regime. He has like, no. like some yeah. meditation that he does every day. He just of like course. That gets it. <laughs> exactly. And that's that I think that's part of the problem. And yeah. like I'll I'll sit back and I'll I'll I will admit that we were part of the problem when we first started. <laughs> we were we were not like we were not remedying the issue that we said we were remedying <laughs> to begin with. We were probably doing the opposite, but at least we have the honesty to say that okay, like this is not what we should be doing. Let's yeah make a pivot and i think what we when we did make that pivot that's when everything changed 
And mm. I won't lie and say it was intentional either. It was like just part of the process of figuring it out. Mm. And we just went where the reception went. Like, it was like, is anybody reading this? No. Okay. Like, let's stop doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> is anybody reading this? They are. Oh my God. They like it. Let's try more of it. And then that's just kind of like where we ran with it with net worth. It's like people are interested in that stuff. And it's, you know, if you're searching for somebody's net worth, you're probably a somebody who values financial freedom, somebody who values mm -hmm. uh, making money, somebody mm -hmm. who's interested in successful people. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really well in line with like what our idea was. Mm -hmm. And we decided to really try to take our own spin on it because when you really do look up the net worth of people, all you really do is get a quick result and the answer. Mm -hmm. But we try our best to break down as with as much information as available online, mm -hmm. how exactly an entrepreneur really built that. Mm -hmm. in you know as many words as we can being concise all of that stuff mm -hmm. and i think that is definitely more valuable to anybody who you know would like to start a business instead of uh here or oprah here are the 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 five top morning habit routines by hollywood's five most famous actors by network like it's just like like all right like when you see that it adds to the problem because it's like it's intimidating. It's like, oh my mm -hmm. God, like they get up at five in the morning every day. Mm -hmm. Like, how how am I going to do that? Is it too late for me? Like some, not every mm -hmm. person reading this is like 18 years old. Like some people want to start businesses in their forties. Like how do they feel when they, <laughs> when they hear that? Like Charlie D'Amelio wakes up at 5 a.m. every day. Like it's, 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 it's harmful for a lot of people. So it's yeah. like, it's not like the only people starting businesses are in their teens and twenties mm. or th like thirties. Like there are older people who want to do things mm -hmm. and you, they, they, they're being isolated by how intimidating and closed off it is. And that's what we want to do. Just mm. make it less closed off and as well as we possibly can, like make it literally seem like not that it's easy, but anybody can do it. And especially in the region of the world that we're mm. in, it's it's probably a lot easier to do it than a lot of other places in the world. And I think that's important. And we try to communicate mm -hmm. that, you know, as well as we can. Mm. I love that. I love that. Making uh, making it attainable. Making it attainable. There's a. I, I got obsessed with um, random YouTube videos about <laughs> yeah, like, as we all often do. When, when my when my. <laughs> Yeah. So when, 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 so when my son was first born, the first three months I was doing the night shift because my wife is um, not really that amenable to not having enough sleep. So okay. I was doing the night shift when he was doing like multiple wake ups. So like she go to bed like eight or something. And then I'd have him till like three, four in the morning. Then we do a swap and then I'd, I'd sleep late to, to make the sleep up. Right. So I'd be up late at night with like my little dude. So I just was like watching random stuff on, on YouTube. And um, one of the things I was looking at is the people that were trying like different diets or like different workout regimes of like yeah. celebrities. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I found this one guy, in fact, a couple of guys that were like, what was his name? Greg Duchette, Duchette or something, this Canadian guy. Okay. He's got this, he's got a big YouTube channel for fitness. Okay. He's really intense. And he was like, he had this whole thing called natty or not. <laughs> like, oh, natural yeah, yeah. Or do they do like steroids and stuff? Right. And he would like break down. And there was this other guy as well that I can't remember things, plates for dates or something like that. But they would actually go and look at pictures of them like six months before or 12 months before 
Mm-hmm. And like, it's physically impossible for someone to naturally put on that much right. muscle. If you look at where they were at 16 or where they were at 18 and, and measure it up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, even some of these, and, and my point being a lot of time, even some of the times that we're give, we're fed, oh, this person was like eating, um, I'm not going to say the actor, but they were like, this person was, they showed all these interviews where this guy was saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm eating brown rice and broccoli and chicken. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, no brown rice, broccoli and chicken is going to put on 20 pounds of muscle. Oh yeah. <laughs> <year>. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like without a doubt, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to success and like you're saying, like sharing these people's like, you're getting a story, a narrative, a perspective on what they're maybe the truth of their morning mm-hmm. regime. Mm-hmm. You don't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we, there was we definitely don't around. know that. You don't know that. And what's that guy, uh, Dan Bilzerian, where there's this whole, yeah. I can talk about him now because it's all over the place. Like, like he's been, it was all over social media. Like, oh, where does he get his money from? Well, mm-hmm. basically his dad made a load of money and then gave him a load of money. And then he wasn't making it as a, poker player and all this stuff he yeah. got spoon fed like of course a load of money mm-hmm. so you could be looking oh yeah dan bill's area and he just has fun and like runs around and yeah i'm gonna copy him but you didn't have you didn't have that daddy's yeah. money like yeah. you didn't get that trust fund <laughs> so you gotta read what like, happened <laughs> right yeah you, and that's what i love what you're doing now you're going into the story because a secret source is in the story that's yeah. the, the anabolic story we could say right well, I'm glad that mm-hmm. some like other people do feel that way. And I think a good example mm-hmm. you brought up, this just reminded me when you said like the chicken and brown rice thing, like I look back to when I was maybe like, like uh, 19 or like 18, 19, and I was starting to get into exercising and lifting weights. And the fir- what is the first thing you do when you start, you know, getting into mm-hmm. exercise, you go online, like, mm-hmm. oh, how to get abs best uh how to how to build a huge chest all this stuff and it's just funny like the first few results you'll find before you get to like the good stuff is always the clickbaity stuff like yeah. how to get abs in under two weeks yeah or like <laughs> like and and you're first getting into doing something like that why the hell wouldn't you click on that like it's like of course i'm gonna click on that two weeks like sounds good to me so you click on I'm it i'm gonna try to be here in a year trying to get <laughs> if i can do it in two weeks i'm gonna click on this one instead of <laughs> instead of healthline.com so yeah and that's the same thing for a lot of different industries it's not just that mm-hmm. but like i look back on that and i used to click on things like that or you not only that but you go to like the the workout routines of like movie stars and you go like straight to like michael b jordan let's see what he does let's see how he got into shape mm-hmm. for creed okay so he ate he literally only ate dry chicken breast brown rice and broccoli five times a day every day and i believe it but that's a movie stars plan <laughs> workout routine and he's getting paid a, a couple million for a multi-million dollar box office hit so <laughs> exactly so it's like why is that the more publicized information as opposed mm-hmm. to like the actual scientific way to build muscle which is just mm-hmm. to make sure that you're in a surplus and you know eating enough protein stuff like that it's mm-hmm. the same thing for like the stories of people who have become successful like you said it's like you look up their net worth and it's usually just like oh my 
God, Dan Bazillion is that worth his seven hundred million or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they just leave. But it's like yeah. click on something, and you'll yeah. find that oh yeah, a lot of his fortune came from his father. He, 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 got, he got, to him. got like twenty million or something from his dad, and then he flipped it, used built up a social media audience, and then went for it. Like, exactly, exactly. So I, I think I think that is it's true, and it, it translates across platforms and i think mm-hmm. w- when you look at it in that grand scale like that what we're doing is actually pretty niche it doesn't feel that way to us but like everybody mm-hmm. does that like i'm not going to say it's misinformation but it's like manipulated information I'm say misinformation to be honest yeah i'm gonna yeah. call it yeah it's misinformation I, I yeah I guess so and I'm not gonna act like we're, we're I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna act like we're like fact checkers out here like we're not you know giving something that nobody else in the world is giving but I hope mm. the presentation mm-hmm. is more authentic than a lot of mm. the you know ways that entrepreneurship is portrayed mm. love that I love that so you said it was seven months in and a bit of an accident were there like are there any tips <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase this properly. Is there anything people can learn from your experience and your learning curve to shorten their own? Oh, indubitably. There <laughs> indubitably. Let me save you about six, seven months right now. So, <laughs> Real quick. Some, some, months you'll ne- some months you'll never get back. Yeah. Um, if specific to a website or a blog, um, the, the main thing is really going in. And what do you want out of this? You're mm-hmm. not here to just, I mean, some people, sure, you're just on there to, you know, express your creative vision mm-hmm. and, you know, put out, you don't care how many people look at it. That's totally fine. But I would argue that most people's goal when they start a website or a blog is to get as many people to see it as possible. Mm-hmm. So the main thing to do that, and as I'm sure you're, you know, but for anybody listening, it's, it's called search engine optimization and SEO. And it's literally just how you get found in Google. Like when you search something up, like what do you see? Like Mm. understanding how that works is so important. And and I'm not saying that you need to like be an expert when you go into it because we we weren't at all. (laughs) And we thought we, to the contrary, we honestly thought we would be fine. Like we we didn't need to do it. Like we were like, people would tell us like, do you know anything about SEO? I was like, nah, but we'll be okay. Like (laughs) that's not true. That's not true. You need to at least like while you're building out your website, start, you know, understanding what SEO is, take a couple free classes. There's stuff on Khan Academy. There's Udemy was a great one for us to really get familiarized with it. And understanding that is huge. Mm-hmm. A couple of tools that I would like 100% suggest, and they've worked for us and I'm sure they work for millions of other people, um, is Uber suggests the tool by Neil Patel, who's a very famous entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he um, created this tool because it's almost kind of like what we're doing in a way. So almost like Neil Patel and I are the same. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> I see you, Neil. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, no, all jokes aside, it's like kind of like what we're doing, but for SEO. Mm-hmm. And there, when you talk about SEO and how to like actually like tools out there to use it for your website, there are a few big ones. I know one is called Ahrefs mm-hmm. and then there's uh, SEM Rush, mm-hmm. and then there's Uber Suggest. And Uber suggests is like the f- user friendly version of those mm-hmm. other two. Like it's a way easier way to understand how to rank in Google. And it will literally help you step by step to do that. Nice. So the first thing I would do is literally sign up for Uber suggest. It tells you, you know, what keywords you should be using for the type of website you have, 
how many people nice. are actually looking this up so you know you're using your time well you're mm -hmm. not writing about a topic that nobody cares about mm -hmm. which is something that we did for many months <laughs> so that alone will probably save you like three four months but understanding that is the, the the biggest step and then the other big piece of advice i would always give is that when we started the website and i'm sure this is the case for a lot of entrepreneurs out there we wanted to do as much as we possibly could at once like we were like all right let's get this website up and running let's get this instagram going let's get the twitter going let's get youtube channels up let's get um you know let's get a clubhouse going mm -hmm. everything tiktok and there are only two of us. We, we, we didn't even know how to start a website and where we let alone build traffic on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. Like we didn't know anything. We were just like, one day we'll post on Instagram. One day we'll post on Twitter. That's just mm -hmm. a losing strategy. Mm -hmm. Focus on one thing at a time, not like mm -hmm. super, you know, beeline, don't do anything else, but put 90% of your focus on one thing at a time for us. And we figure that out and we stop going buck wild and all of these social media platforms and only focus on trying to get the traffic to the website and on and to our Instagram. That's when things really took off because we were like, figure out this first. How mm -hmm. does it work? How can we grow it? Okay, that's working. Now we can move on to the next thing because this is mm -hmm. kind of figuring itself out. And for us, that was like uh, building traffic to the website and then also Instagram, which I fully credit to Marcus because that was all his doing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I had anything to do with that, but that was all his hard work. Like he literally grew our Instagram from uh, let's say like 400 people to 19,000 people in the matter of like three months. Wow! And I was just like literally just hard engagement, like engaging with the community, posting every single day, all of that mm -hmm. stuff, and that's when we were like, okay, it's almost like a, it's almost like a formula, mm -hmm. not a, not a, an exact formula, but focus on this first, figure it out, get mm -hmm. it, get it moving a little bit. It doesn't need to be like, you know, complete, but once you understand it, then move on to the next thing, but mm -hmm. don't start a bunch of things that you don't understand, like understand one thing first then move on to the next thing and understand that. Mm -hmm. And then that's how they all kind of grow organically together. Cause they've all almost figured each other out. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I, I would say that's probably like, okay. those are like the two main things. I, I would say that'll probably save you a solid, like seven months. <laughs> <laughs> discouragement that you know we're capable of of dealing with but other people might not be capable of dealing with. <laughs> appreciate that appreciate that so what's next up for you guys like what are you what are you cooking now what's uh what's uh, do you have a big project that you're working on is there something that you're really excited about i that's a good question i feel like we don't get asked that a lot so it's 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 fun when we get asked that um well as of right now we're hopefully on pace to hit around 85 to 90,000 people this month to the website, which Beautiful. would be an, another new high for us. Nice. When, when I kind of, one thing that Marcus and I do a lot is we don't like to make like short term goals that much. We kind of look at things very granular. Like, I'm with you. Well, yeah, like, what are we going to look like three years from now instead of Beautiful. like three months from now? Yeah. Because that's kind of how you get discouraged. Um, mm -hmm. And we're like, instead of looking at things like how are things going to look like at the end of 2021, how are things going to look like at the end of 2023? Um, and for mm -hmm. us, I would say that, you know, our goal three years from now is to be hitting like 400 to 500,000 people every single month, which we think is super attainable and we're on pace to do. Mm -hmm. And 
one thing that we're working on hopefully will be fully built out by then is literally a community of entrepreneurs that everyone can learn from up and coming entrepreneurs can learn from um, and join that community. Basically, you know, some of the most successful entrepreneurs that we've been able to interview and have on the show, literally create a network through the success bug about that to allow them to kind of share their experiences with, you know, up and coming entrepreneurs who have to apply to join Mm -hmm. our community. Um, You know, they have to meet a space of criteria, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because obviously these very successful people, you know, using their time to give their advice to people who are up and coming. So they have to make sure they're serious and they, and they Mm want to do something, um, you know, that, that can better themselves and, and, you know, hopefully escape the nine to five, but Mm -hmm. I think they can, there's a lot to be learned from that. And it's really in line with what we're doing now. And it's really all about helping as many people as possible. Like if we can be hitting five, half a million people every month, having them learn from some of the most successful entrepreneurs that we know, Mm-hmm. I think that would really help get our message even broader than it is now. But for now, our short-term goals are continuing to grow. You know, hopefully a year from now, we'll be sitting at around a quarter million a year. And uh, I, I will, this will be my full-time job. <laughs> I'd love to offer not that not even hopefully that. Yeah intentionally because you guys are for me in hope is like I, I i define hope as the respite of monks and fools yeah because right? you're not just like oh let's see what happens like, yeah you've yeah. got that long and you're on pace like you're running yeah. the race yeah chilling on the sofa like oh wonder if i'm gonna finish the race tomorrow yeah i just want to edify on that on you on that point because you guys are you're putting in that work yeah, I appreciate that. And I think that's something that we've gotten better at. Um, you know, that was also one of the main things that really make what we have going on work, because like I mentioned before, we're both kind of like that with that, you know, that amnesia that, OK, we really messed that up, but that didn't happen. Like, it's, it's continue <laughs> moving. And it's yeah. like, I think that combined with just like that almost stupid naivete that like mm-hmm. oh a year from now like we'll be hitting a million people it's it's already it, it's already written like that, yeah. <laughs> that type of thing um uh, the, the and, and, day did it is so <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh i'm already like don't even don't even pay me because the next year i'll, I'll yeah. have millions i'll pay you back like something yeah. like that um yeah and there's even though it sounds crazy like there's so much to actually be gained from that and we're really big into that and like the law of attraction and you know really even though we joked about it earlier, like manifesting things is, you know, yeah. with work is very effective yeah. and it has been for us. Um, but Beautiful. like Jim Carrey once said, I think a lot of people, you know, sit on their, they, they, they manifest something and they just go and eat a sandwich and they don't do anything yeah. um, with it. But you have mm-hmm. to manifest and then actually put in the work to, mm-hmm. you know, see what you actually manifested uh, mm-hmm. and not just go sit down on the couch, like you said. So mm-hmm. um, I hope like here I go again I hope um, <laughs> I, I, I think we do that pretty well brilliant brilliant well Big J it's been amazing hanging out with you is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we wrap this up today yeah well you know as always you can find us at the success bug everywhere um, mm-hmm. www.thesuccessbug.com and then obviously our podcast mm-hmm. the success mm-hmm. bug you can find us anywhere podcasts are playable and yeah, you know be sure to subscribe 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Be sure to subscribe. Dan's episode is coming up real soon uh, within the Mm -hmm. next few weeks. So keep an eye out for that. And, you know, obviously, if you're ever looking up somebody's net worth, be sure to click on us over anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing, amazing. So yeah, I was going to say, guys, be sure to go and check out the podcast. He's got some really cool episodes on there. Um, mine to be joining them very soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and check out some of the resources that Jay shared, especially if you've got a project and you're you're, you're going out to go and do something. And remember, you know, you need to be in a conducive space to create. <laughs> you know, stop the job shaming. Just focus on the dream. Start looking at maybe if you've been finding stress with those short-term goals. Listen to what Jay's saying. Like, try looking for the longer-term goals. Maybe your DNA has you more aligned with the longer-term goals than the shorter-term goals. But more importantly, I would say above all of this, have some fun. None of us are getting out of this thing called life alive, so there's no point not enjoying the ride. (laughs) So until next time, guys, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. And bye for now. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.